Welcome to the Italian Escape podcast. In this podcast, we will be talking about Italy, its people, its history, and its culture with a twist. Rather than speaking 100% of our time in simple Italian, we'll be mixing it with some English. I'm Angelique. Sono Gabriele. And we will be your hosts for this podcast, The Italian Escape. Together, we created this podcast with the intention of helping out others who encountered a similar roadblock like mine. I often felt frustrated for not speaking fluently in Italian while getting bored by the many Italian language learning tools. Speriamo che questo podcast vi aiuti a conoscere meglio il mio paese, l'Italia, e perché no, vi aiuti anche a visitarlo e viverlo meglio. So, let's begin. Cominciamo. Before we go on and talk about Italy and how nice it is, I think we better talk about ourselves and tell you why we are doing this podcast. So, I, I guess I can start with my story and then we'll discuss each other's short history on language learning. Prego, prego, vai tu. So, uh, growing up in the Philippines, I had a lot of exposure with different languages. Um roughly three, and then maybe some dialects. But after that, like 10 years ago, I decided to do my further studies abroad, so in Europe. And um, for the first two years, I moved around quite often. It was not just in Italy. I also studied in France, in Poland, and then, of course, encountered many people who spoke a common language, which was English. And then, of course... Um, while I was finishing my master's thesis, I met Gabriele, and that's when I started thinking about settling down in Italy, when our relationship became like more serious. So I guess we'd better share our story and how we met, but of course, first introduce yourself. So what, how were you before you met me? Okay, prima di incontrarti. Prima di incontrarti ero uno studente di ingegneria, studiavo ingegneria biomedica, biomedical engineering, all'università di Genova. Genova è anche la mia città natale, e, meaning the city where I was born. E, I I'd never really traveled a lot before knowing you in Noi italiani non abbiamo molto l'abitudine di andare all'estero o di cambiare università. Well, I mean, yeah, you didn't have that inclination to travel around to study in different universities around Italy, but I mean, we, because you're a part of the European Union, you also get to travel abroad, I think. Sì, e no. Possiamo, però per tradizione non viaggiamo tanto. Prima di incontrare il gruppo di amici internazionali, il gruppo of foreign students, uh, which also made us meet, prima di quello non avevo mai davvero pensato alla possibilità di andare all'estero. I could have, but I never thought of it. E, e quindi ho 
studiato tutta la mia carriera a Genova, solo verso la fine, only at the end, I planned some experience abroad, sono andato a studiare a Cambridge per fare un tirocinio in azienda, so business placement, ma in ogni caso prima di incontrarti avevo appena iniziato a entrare in questa in questo international mindset e ho sempre avuto la passione dei viaggi anche perché la mia famiglia alla mia famiglia piace viaggiare I've been traveling around Europe and other countries all my lifelong basically and it's because of this that I developed passion for language però ho sempre studiato da solo, ho iniziato a studiare l'inglese per conto mio e, e quando ci siamo conosciuti eh, la mia passione per le lingue era ancora negli stadi forse un po' iniziali, it was just in the first phase, so my English was good enough for communicating but not great ed è proprio per questo che cercavo opportunità per parlare di più con gli studenti stranieri, the foreign students who were studying at my university, because they did travel more than we Italians do. So that's how we met, right Angie? Yeah, well, there were not that many, okay, maybe there were a lot of European students, not really international, let's say, you know, a lot from America or Asia, well, but from Africa and from Europe, there were quite a lot let's say, in general. It's just that when I first came here, there was not even uh, a department in the University of Genoa for international relations. I f- like, we struggled. We had to find someone who could speak English when we were trying to uh, um, register ourselves as students for the University of Genoa for my master's, which was, like, in 2011. So... A lot has changed and, um, well, it was very rare to have these kinds of meetups, what, which you organized, for example, when we first met. Yeah, and in Italy, we, especially in the past, we didn't use to speak a lot of English. And even now, uh, outside the biggest cities, and English is not that common, especially between old people. So if you go just buying grocery and I see people sometimes, student, foreigners, uh, go try to buy grocery in my city and they're like, oh, I'd like, I'd like a kilo, I'd, I'd like some apples. And just locals, they just reply with a strong Italian accent. Uh, no, no, capito, mi dica un po'. Oh, that's a Genoese uh, accent and meaning it's... Like, I don't. I don't understand, non ho capito. Um, me lo può dire di nuovo? Uh, or, or to use this, a simplest Italian would be like, non ho capito, puoi ripetere? So, uh, it, it was just not easy for you or any foreign students to be in Italy uh, because it was really not welcoming It's not like we don't like foreigners, we like them, but we're just not ready for them oftentimes. Especially Genoa, I mean, it's very famous 
within the country as being one of those people that are not very welcoming. Sì, è vero. Però è proprio un problema anche di lingua. Tante persone a Genova non sanno l'inglese uh, outside the more touristic uh, areas. So you can confirm that English is not really a universal language. It's, this, this experience alone just debunks it. And people expect that they could travel around, especially like when they travel around Italy, that they could survive with just a bit of words like buongiorno, vorrei un caffè. Prego, arrivederci, grazie mille. And uh, then they will just speak a bunch of English words thinking that the Italians will get it. Well, uh, è vero, però devo anche dire uh, che on behalf of my fellow countrymen che anche se non capiamo uh, l'inglese come italiani facciamo comunque molto sforzo per capire perché vogliamo capire uh, like for example I, well i don't know if you know but uh, if you're french you know it for sure and uh, if you're a foreigner and not for france probably you don't know but um We like to say that compared to the French people, we are more welcoming because if you are a foreigner, you come to Italy, you don't really know Italian and you ask something, we, we try to understand, proviamo a usare il linguaggio dei gesti, proviamo a farci capire con qualche parola di inglese noi, qualche parola di italiano, lo straniero. Well, if you are in France and you go there and you say, uh, I'd like some apples and, or even worse, if you try to speak French, uh, je voudrais uh, un peu de uh, apples, you mix, you know, and I don't know. When I, when I tried that and I went to France, the usual answer would be like, quoi? So, and like, uh, excuse-moi. So the, it's... This is just to say that, okay, we are worse than French people when it comes to foreign language, but I think we are more welcoming. trying. Yeah, welcoming, let's say. Yeah, that's what I got as well, because when I was in Paris, I really wanted to learn the French language as well, because it was one of those languages you would want to use when you're doing chemistry, because in chemistry, which was the field that I was studying in, you would want to do like a doctorate or work somewhere like in France. But they were not that welcoming. They were not helpful when I tried to mingle or tried to even order something or do something in the city of, like in the city center of Paris. Oh, that, that parishionary just gave everything. Yeah. So sorry, French friends. We don't mean to be mean with you. It's just that, you know, Uh, it's a bit of rivalry between cousins siamo cugini noi francesi quindi bisticciamo we argue a bit yeah well we'll discuss about it There, there's yeah. an interesting uh, history between the French and the Italian so we can discuss about it next Ma time dove eravamo rimasti? where were we? well we were talking about our experience international our initial international experience in Genoa And you were supposed to explain or tell the audience, like, how did we first meet? Oh, yes. So, come vi dicevo, 
Eh. All'epoca studiavo ingegneria e cercavo di mh, trovare opportunità di parlare di più con gli studenti stranieri che studiavano nella mia università. So I was looking for chances to speak English, right? E, e così una sera ho organizzato una pizzata. Una pizzata è una serata dove si va a mangiare la pizza. This is something we Italian. It's a very Italian thing to just hang out, to eat pizza all together, and we call it pizzata. It's a bit of a slang word. E, e quindi sono andato, ho invitato gli studenti che conoscevo e ho detto well, please invite whoever you may know and if they're foreigners, even better e così un nostro amico in comune, Simon, British well he was a teacher, I don't know how you met him but he was a teacher oh, non mi ricordo in realtà uh, comunque, Simon invited NG well not really It was a common, like my flat, he invited first my flatmate who was also another English teacher. Anyway, qualcuno ha invitato Angelique. Yeah, well, <laughs> I tagged along, let's say. Esatto. E, e durante la pizzata abbiamo scoperto di aver studiato una stessa materia. So we studied the same object, uh, subject which is uh, material science, scienza dei materiali, ed era molto strano perché io l'ho studiata in Italia uh, while she studied material science in uh, the Philippines ed ero curioso di sapere quali sono le differenze fra, nello studio della scienza dei materiali between Italy and the Philippines and that's how it began, I think. Yeah, so basically we had a nerd fest because if, yeah, I'm pretty sure many don't know yeah. what material science is, but it's a, like a branch. We are nerds. Sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> well, actually, maybe geeks, more geeks. Um, well, we're uh, also nerds. I mean, let's say we love to read about science and stuff. And that's why we're here as well together. Uh, well, material science is a field that's mixing both physics and science, but you can also have a, some engineering and whatsoever and you try to study or develop new materials or understand the old materials and try to make things work like for the better and it has so many applications but let's not get into that se iniziamo a parlarne guys we're not we're not gonna end it so yeah when i said chemistry there was some material science involved so just not to confuse people we had almost As, um, well, the same background in the beginning. Then he went on to do engineering and I still continue doing material science chemistry or slash chemistry. But, you know, after that, we didn't even speak in that pizzeria. We only spoke right after when we were about to leave. And it was when we started, you know, talking regularly. And you struggled quite some time with your English and my Italian was really bad. Vuoi ricordare i nostri ospiti uh, how was our first date e cosa mi sono portato dietro? Oh, well, we had our first date like some months after we first started out as friends and then we decided, okay, we could have our first date. Our first date was in an Indian restaurant and I was like, okay, how are we going to speak? 
I don't know how to communicate with this guy in another level, not just talking about random things as friends. Because language is important when you're in a relationship. I was a bit apprehensive and I was like, okay, we'll see. There's food anyway. We're just going to eat if we don't understand each other. The first thing he took out was this electronic dictionary. Se gli smartphone non erano ancora così comuni, erano agli inizi. So, there were not many dictionary apps on the smartphones of that time. But I mean, I don't know if they sell it today. Uh, It was a Zanny Kelly electronic dictionary. It's quite helpful. Non è più venduto, non è più venduto. It's um, sold out and they're not making it anymore. They sell the application for the phone. Adesso lo puoi usare sul telefono. Okay, we're quite, we're, we sound like dinosaurs, but it was a pretty cool... Well, I still use it till this day, but it was pretty useful because you don't need to look at your phone all the time if you have that. But it was quite interesting because you went back and forth with that and tried to think of the sentence and then tell it to me. And then you, when I say something, you'll be... Aspetta, aspetta un attimo. Okay, then you will try to say something. So it was kind of funny, but I really appreciated that the communication barrier went away. It was like we were struggling to communicate, but it took it it became an opportunity for us to do better. And then I think that's when afterwards, when the relationship got serious and I had to meet your parents, your family eventually, and they had no or very poor knowledge whatsoever on the English language, I had to step up. It was really hard because All my life when I was doing my Erasmus Mundus and well, during the PhD, everyone had to speak English. Even during the PhD under the University of Genoa, the courses were in English because they wanted to maintain this international vibe. Oh, beh, questo non è, un, non è una cosa cattiva. That's a good point. Ma il problema forse è che anche f- al di fuori delle lezioni parlavate solo inglese e solo fra di voi like you were in a kind of bubble yeah it was a bubble I agree I felt trapped because when I wanted to break out of it wanted to meet new people I had to tag along with this flatmate of mine that teacher that brought me along without her I don't think I would be able to meet new people I would be meeting the same old people so thanks to her I was able to meet you Um, but that's a thing. If you're with international people, and even though there were some Italian people, they don't think about trying to speak to Italian with it in Italian. I even had a, f- a friend from the masters who's from Genoa. He's not gonna really speak to you a lot in Italian. He's more inclined to speak to you in English because they want to improve their English. Eh sì, abbiamo poche opportunità e quindi quando abbiamo un'opportunità cerchiamo di usarla al meglio. Try to make the best out of it. E questo non è il massimo per uh, i poveri studenti stranieri che vorrebbero imparare l'italiano. Uh, not the best for foreign students. Yeah, but it depends. I mean, there are international students who want to do the undergraduate and graduate degrees all straight. So that's a lot of years in Genoa. And you need to have a good level of Italian. But there are also international students who are just there momentarily, like doing a few months experience so that's a different approach and in my case it was somehow the latter 
option. But I didn't know that I would take my experience in Italy more seriously because I dated you. Colpa mia, ragazzi. My fault. <laughs> so anyway, going back, I had a lot of struggle because I got too used to you speaking English. And when we were trying to use some Italian, at first I got excited, but I was often frustrated because I got used to having a teacher helping me out because we had like in during the Erasmus Mundus like five months crash course on Italian but basic Italian and then when I moved to France five months for crash course in French and then another in Poland you didn't have a lot of time to you know digest what was taught to you and the one the ones that they teach you are quite basic well I, I didn't even le- learn that much French compared to Italian Cosa ti avevano insegnato durante il corso uh, well, italiano? They give you the basic stuff, like how to do greetings, how to use the basic verbs in the present tense. There was not much opportunity because, you know, not all students have the same level to begin with. Ma cos'è che puoi fare in Italia con quel livello di italiano, secondo te? Like, uh, how useful is that kind of course Which, perché alla fine era un corso di sei mesi quindi non brevissimo it's not that short but the pace was so slow and well because we didn't have that many hours I think we only had a couple of hours each week and not all the students in the same room had the same motivation to learn so some slowed the pace while others wanted a faster pace so it was really hard for that teacher to, you know, balance out the needs of the students because some wanted to learn, others didn't give, didn't care because they were not there to be fluent in Italian. They were there just to study their master's, which was something very technical in my case. That would be chemistry. In others, it would be engineering or computer science. So... In six months, we didn't learn that much. And uh, the only things you could do is to shop, I guess, to get a ticket in the train station. But in order to argue with a, and report something to the police, if you get robbed, to go to the bank, oh, you need someone else to help you. E all'epoca non c'erano neanche podcast per aiutarti a imparare le lingue, a imparare l'italiano. Oh, there were, but there were like um, slow conversations, basic stuff. It was not that motivating, actually. Come am I? Well, you know, it was like one of those lessons that they give you in a tape, in a CD, and you just keep on playing, and then you can make it slower. It was that kind of conversation that you get to read mm-hmm. or hear. Oh, I get it. Like, buongiorno, vorrei... Due mele. Ecco, qui ci sono due mele. Grazie. Quanto costano? Oh, yeah, sono yeah, yeah. tre euro. Ecco. Grazie. Arrivederci. Yeah, that's a basic, but it uh, doesn't take you much farther than that. Yeah, well, the language course books are a bit better, like a bit more complicated when it comes to the theme of the discussion, but, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. Dici quindi che può essere un po' noioso e questo non aiuta. It's a bit boring, right? Yeah, like 
Yeah. Because it was not really stimulating. And of course, because I, I admit I was impatient. Because I was like, guys, I learned more than two languages back in where I, when I was growing up. Can't you just quicken up the pace? But then again, we were immersed not only by the new language, but we also had to learn new stuff from other courses, which were which weighed heavier for us if we wanted to pass that semester. So it was the lowest priority, let's say, language. And I think I was only one of those people who took it seriously because I loved languages. And so um, why did you ask me to join you in this podcast? How exactly do you want to help uh, people who had the same kind of problem that you had or people who just love Italy and want to learn Italian? Come puoi aiutarli a imparare perché questo podcast uh, and not one of the other ones that are there? I think, well, first of all, I love podcasts. I try to listen to those Italian learning podcasts and also the Italian podcasts like just native Italian speakers. There's a big gap. The Italian speakers have these interesting discussions, usually pop culture, while the Italian learning languages give you the most conventional themes like you know the popularized italian um, viewpoint from an english speaking country like eat pray and love you know you can remember that film well i i read a book but in that film that we just saw a few weeks ago you can remember the stereotypes see <laughs> era veramente pieno di stereotipi Uh, dovremmo fare un episodio su quel film eh, well, non I mean, è proprio così è un po' esagerato it's not a, just it's a bit this a, film it's a bit too much guys it's not like that we can talk about films directed by you know foreign people other than the Italians because the way that Italians direct their own films in their country is, are very different from the ones that people perceive perceive of Italy abroad, la dolce vita. So where were we? I... So I, I think you were trying to say that you would like this podcast to fill the gap between the only Italian uh, interesting podcast about topics and the only language learning Italian, which give you a bit of culture, but they're very focused on, on learning the language. Vuoi che sia un po' una via di mezzo questo podcast? Yeah, in terms of the discussion, that is what I want. But at the same time, it's also, I can understand now that I'm better in Italian, but not perfect. I can understand the frustration of the English speakers because I still know some people who love to visit Italy, who want to live in Italy. And they're like, okay. And, or maybe they have, read, they have already lived in Italy, but still speak in English or married to an Italian, but still speak in English. I was like, guys, why? They're like, um, we don't have that much motivation. It looks so intimidating. So I guess this is for them, for our dear friends. Corretto, Angie? E per loro? Yeah, because um, normally a podcast for this Italian language um, learning purposes, they, they want it all in Italian, which I understand. You want people to get used to it. 
But I think it gives so much effort for that person. You must really love the language in order to listen to those podcasts. You don't have that much motivation or intention to learn the language. You want to be more effortless. For example, a work like someone who's working too much or working nine to five, nine to six, doesn't have enough brain power to study an extra language. And I think we both had have had experience in that. It was quite challenging. You must admit. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's another disclaimer here, guys. And uh, we are, since we are language learners ourselves, uh, it has been a few years since when we started learning Chinese. And uh, we actually found uh, the same hardship that we Angie was just telling you about. And uh, I think it was really hard for us to follow uh, podcast in Chinese, non solo perché il cinese è difficile, uh, I mean Chinese is hard, but also because there was this gap, eravamo abbastanza, avevamo studiato abbastanza per, uh, such as the, the basic podcasts were a bit boring for us, ma quelli più avanzati erano troppo difficili, e così non sapevamo cosa fare, until we found this podcast Mandarin yeah. Monkey, where they actually speak Chinglish, so they mix Italian, eh, sorry, not Italian, they mix English <laughs> and Chinese, e, e riuscivamo a seguire la, convers- la conversazione, e così non era noioso. Yeah, and it was like, less painful, let's say. Like, I must admit, you must really be serious about language learning, but if it sounds so intim- intimidating, it's like exercise. If it's it looks so intimidating, why would you want to start? You'll be like, no pain, no gain. But uh, not everyone scary. likes to do that. And in this new year, you're like, oh, I'm learning a new language. Ah. It's like lifting, I don't know, how many kilos of dumbbell? No. Um, 10 kilometers of running? <laughs> no, not immediately. I mean, you need to have those baby steps. That's why we believe in that. You take one step at a time. Then... Later on, if you be consistent, you'll improve. And I guess that's why we love Mandarin Monkey. Like, we follow them quite for quite some time already. And you could listen to them even while, like, cooking, cleaning the dishes. And I hope that we can do that as well. Yes, I really hope we can bring some real value to you guys while being fun and not too tiring. I really... I really hope this is the case. So would you like to wrap it up here or because we don't want to yeah. make those episodes too long. Non vogliamo che vi stancate troppo perché dopo una mezz'ora l'attenzione scende, giusto? Yeah, and we target this podcast to people who have other things to do and this and Italian learning is not really the number one priority unless you're diehard and I'm pretty sure you'll be able to find this relaxing and challenge yourself with those serious Italian podcasts. But yeah, to wrap it up, I hope like you follow us in this um, podcast journey where we talk about anything about Italy. So we'll be focusing on the different regions, the misconceptions, you know, all these interesting facts and maybe lifestyle that's happening right now or latest news 
that could be interesting from Italy. Sì. Cercheremo di rendere questo podcast il più interessante possibile. Like, uh, this will be a podcast that you cannot refuse. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we'll be introducing a bit of grammar rules, let's say. Well, he, well if I miss, well, I'll try, I'll try to speak Italian. If Gabriele will correct me, he won't. I, you, you don't need to hesitate. I mean. It's also a short lesson. You can give a short lesson on Italian since the mistakes I'm doing are the mistakes commonly seen by Italians from English-speaking um, native speakers. Spero di fare del mio meglio. So, yeah. Thanks, everyone, to listening f- um, for listening um, to our first... Uh, episode and looking forward to sharing with you more stuff from the Italian escape. Grazie mille ragazzi, a presto!